This is a Federal News Network podcast. The United States is making more investments in space as it becomes a contested warfighting domain. Now the Air Force Research Lab is creating a new shop to make sure small things pack a big punch when put on spacecraft. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni spoke with one of the leads at the new Deployable Structures Laboratory, Benjamin Urioste. The Air Force Research Lab Space Vehicles Directorate, in particular the diesel laboratory that we've just stood up, uh, which stands for Deployable Structures Laboratory, is going to be dedicated to testing large, ultra-lightweight, deployable spacecraft structures. So anything from booms, uh, antennas, to solar arrays can be successfully deployed in a simulated microgravity environment here on Earth. Now, that buys us a lot in terms of um, understanding how these structures behave before they even see launch, and also uh, advancing the science of spacecraft deployable structures and greatly contributing to that area of research for the community. So, Ben, I got my degree in journalism and political science, so you might need to explain to me a little bit about what these arrays are. On a spacecraft for various missions, uh, you need, uh, for example, a solar array to generate electricity for your spacecraft. And then that electricity is used for a variety of different tasks. Uh, Some of them can be for antennas, um, others could be for uh, communications. Uh, So a variety of different tasks. And in the case of a solar array, it has to package down into a small volume to fit within uh, the launch vehicle's fairing. So your spacecraft is, is box, but then you have this large planar or a flat solar array that has to deploy, you know, when we talk about deployable structures, a great analogy is uh, an umbrella. It goes from one state to another state. And uh, that's exactly what we have to do with deployable structures. And in the case of a solar array, a lot of times it's uh, a Z folded solar array that has to expand out once on orbit. And only then does it start generating power for our spacecraft. Similarly, uh, for different types of antennas, we have to unfurl those antennas. Uh, We rely a lot on our expertise in uh, mechanisms, so a lot of mechanical design goes into that, but the more more recent developments have pushed us in the area of high-strain composites, which you could think of them uh, similarly to carbon fiber, for example. Uh, They use strain energy mechanics uh, to deploy solar arrays, to deploy antennas, so we're using a lot of material science to make these advanced structures that uh, are are less complex and less prone to failure. Uh, A great example of a spacecraft deployable structure that we saw great success with was the rollout solar array uh, uh, technology demonstration that Air Force Research Lab Space Vehicles Director did back in 2017 on board the International Space Station. That's a great example of the work that has come out of our group. Uh, It's a solar array that unfurls. It has two mechanisms on either side that use uh, what we like to call split tube booms. Uh, You can think of it as uh, being similar to a tape measure to unfurl this large solar array. So structures like that are are things that we're investigating. And this lab, again, helps us understand the science of those structures. Obviously, these are very important structures. Why do you need them? And why do some come in different sizes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, For a variety of different reasons, we need larger areas on orbit, okay? So for some missions where we want to communicate to further uh, further distances, we need higher powers to to accomplish that. In order to generate those higher powers, we need more solar array area. 
You could think of it just like uh, having a house. Uh, the larger the house is, and maybe if you have a Tesla car that's plugged into the house and drawing more energy, well, you're going to need more solar panels on your roof. Similarly, we have to figure out uh, creative ways to get more solar panels on, uh, on orbit or solar arrays uh, to, to generate that power for our various mission needs for the Air Force. It really seems like these are some of the most essential parts of a spacecraft because without them, really, they can't communicate, they can't power themselves, do any of the really important things that you need when you're working in a warfighting domain or just trying to finish a mission. I would say it's uh, one of the critical building blocks for a, a spacefaring society such as ours to uh, really get a foothold in in the space domain and be able to do things up there that we've traditionally never done before. We're in a, a, a space renaissance, if you will. A lot of things are developing really quickly. There's more interest in space now uh, than ever before. Uh, so it's really an exciting time to be working in space, in particular in deployable structures, because they are a critical enabling technology for a lot of future missions for civilian as well as DoD applications. The Air Force and the newly formed Space Force are both heavily investing in space, and so is the Defense Department as a whole. So how do you fit within the missions of those services and within the military? Your mission? Air Force Research Labs, uh, Space Vehicle Directorate, we're... we're uh, a lab that supports both services. So we're both supporting the, the, the Space Force, the United States Space Force, and as well as the, the Air Force in a variety of different missions. Uh, one that I would highlight right now is a mission that uh, uh, we're, we're currently working called SPIDER, which is the Space Power Incremental Demonstration and Research uh, Project. And that's a very interesting project that's looking at beaming uh, power down to the Earth from space. And in order to do that, you need these really large uh, solar array areas on orbit. And in order to get those large solar array or, uh, areas on orbit, you need exquisite deployable structures. And so in particular, that's one area that we're really focused on to help enable a lot of essential capabilities for a warfighter. Um, one, one example of that is uh, some of the uh, losses that we see that, uh, that are associated with supply chain and operating in contested areas. So what SPIDER will allow us to do is power some of our uh, forward operating bases and give power to disadvantaged users that can ultimately save our, our warfighters' lives and enable them to perform their mission. Benjamin Urioste, research lead for the Integrated Structural Systems Team at the Air Force Research Lab. Speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, 
think twice before sending money through an app or online. 